Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to another episode of This Week in Marvel. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Blake Garris, and we have the pleasure of sitting with... Jenna Malone, <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> I don't know. AKA, What's your a.k.a.? Well, I don't have one. I, I gave up. You, I, yours you was gave for up, me. you never had. You're yours... Agent M, though. That's so cool. I am. I think yours for me would be, and you've been in, like... 30 movies I love. <laughs> me, it could just personally. be an amalgamation of all the different yeah, characters. Yeah. Like somehow, like, Gretchen Ross meets uh, Joanna, Joanna Mason meets Rocket. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, Nancy McCoy. Like, it could be really rad. <laughs> also, of the shoe. Mm-hmm, of um, the shoe. Which is pretty awesome. How long have you been doing that now? Um, I've been making music under the shoe with uh, my bandmate Lem J for about uh, seven years, six years. Uh, we put out an album, just a little EP, um, like five years ago, just kind of for our friends and family and for the birds. Um, <laughs> and because, uh, you know, we it's all kind of based on yeah, freestyle and improvisation. And um, But for me, it's like I'm just, a, I love storytelling, mm-hmm. you know, and like the, the musicians that I'm really inspired by, like Tons Van Zandt and Neil Young and Nina Simone, they're just the ones that sort of capture your heart by, you know, telling it a story and then basically ripping it out of your chest. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, a little bit like a comic book character. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they were comic book characters, like, they would be, like, these, like, you know, sort of, like, broken-hearted, like, super wizards of, like, <laughs> of like you know, like, um, heart juice music. Heart juice music. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. when I heard it, it was improvisation. I was like, okay, so jazzy, maybe, or something? But it wasn't. And I, I, I'm curious how, what the improv improvis. Improvisation. Improvisational <laughs> aspect. I spell that it. word a lot, and I'm like, wait, um, okay. What is it like? Like, like how, do, how do you, how did you come to that in terms of making your music as opposed to, like, a more traditional sound structure? Like writing songs yeah. and doing it. Um, well, I had singing Tourette's when I first started singing. I was about 21, living in the city. I was doing a play here, and um, I just started singing all the time. I couldn't control it. I was singing in taxi cabs and in elevators, and it was really um, not aggressive because a lot of it was like lullaby-based melodies, mm-hmm. just like whatever. But lyrics, I, I didn't really know. I just kept telling whatever it was. So if it was a story about a man that just walked by the street, it would all of a sudden I'm singing about this man wearing sure. a red shirt, and then I'm in a taxi, and and he's telling me about his mom, and, and you know, in India, and then I, I'm like wanting to sing a song about his mom in India, and yeah. then, so it was all just very much about creating a story about the very moment that you're in right now, which is not necessarily about the actual technical um, description of what improvisational music is, which is more of a jazz. Um, based, you know, I've never studied music. I don't really know. So I, I don't know whether to call it improv, freestyle, or just, you know, singing Tourette's. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's like somewhere in the middle of all sure. of that. And then luckily I met this guy who's this classically trained pianist, and we just follow each other. You know, I'll start up on this melody, creating a story about a girl that, you know, lost something, and then he's kind of climbing up with me, and then all of a sudden the story drops out because, you know, some birds came by, and all of a sudden then it's a story about the birds. And, um, so yeah, it's really strange. I don't know how it started. It just kind of started, and now, and now I feel like I've been able to harness it where it's not as uncontrollable and um, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I feel like I can actually, um, you know, craft using that art of the, just the impetus of the moment. And then with this album, um, 
I started looking through a lot of the old freestyles. We have so many demos and things recorded and voice memos. Mm-hmm. And I started kind of pulling the best and being like, mm, I want to write this out. You know, I really do want to create more of a linear um, narrative. And so on the new album, only one song is completely freestyled. Okay. Um, and the rest of it is um, half freestyle, half written, and then half molded to then create a song. Um, the very the title track on the album, I'm Okay, is like a five minute freestyle um, about a friend of mine's breakup that I was sort of interpreting through me. <laughs> sure. Does that lead into your your live shows as well? Do you ever improv anything on the spot? Everything's pretty much um, improved. Uh, even the songs that we know, we barely rehearse um, because sometimes, you know, it's like could be an upbeat song and I'm like tapping and then in the moment, everyone's kind of like sad, and you just want to make it, you know, a softer song, and you want to kind of tear it apart, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, change tempos. And so, of course, my, you know, Lemji, <laughs> my bandmate's like, but uh, can we just rehearse that one? Because I think it's a good one. Maybe we'll try it exactly I, like it is on the album. How do fans react to that? Yeah, I, that, that was where my head was going. I've only like... heard of one band that's ever done something similar to that. Oh. I think people like it. I mean, what I do is to kind of help them along to know what it is, is I'll ask for words from the audience. I'll be like, you know, what was the last three things you bought today? Or, you know, describe, you know, the last breakup you had. Or, you know, what's your favorite superhero? We actually actually asked someone, um, and they said, Super Grover? (laughs) It was Green Lantern and Super Grover. I'm okay with one of those. I know, I'm sorry. I know, I know. I I was like, wait, is that Marvel? But, uh, and so maybe I'll send it to you, actually. I have have this, we did this impromptu show at the gazebo in Central Park uh, maybe four years ago. And we did a whole improvisation about... um, the life of Super Grover and the Green Lantern. <laughs> That's awesome. And then people were like, oh, you really did just make that up on the spot. A lot of people are kind of like, oh, but you kind of wrote that before. I'm like, no, we have no idea where we're going to go. And, you know, the thing with that is that you can't be afraid of failure, you know, because basically with freestyle, like, I, I fall flat on my face, like, 85% of the time. You know, it's just the wrong pitch, the wrong word, the wrong melody. Um, but then that 15% that you do get is the most liberating and fulfilling and life-affirming thing that I could ever, because it's not me. Yeah. It's just a channel, you know, and it's just created for the moment for the birds. And that's why we say it's just, you know, we're not really creating music. We're just kind of creating moments or stories, you know, that are in that, in this moment. And then they're going to die and, no one, you know, <laughs> no one will hear them again. I, yeah, I can see why people would be like, wow, you actually did do that because... Most people don't have that ability to do something that creative. And, you know, even if you're saying 85% of the time you're failing, you're falling on your face, you're still creating, you're still putting this out there, and it's hard. Like, that that kind of creation is very difficult for a lot of people. And, it, you know, it's when you're in a creative field, whether it's for us in, in all the different fields of entertainment, for you, music and movies and television and stuff, it's you sort of, you're in that zone a lot. But when you're not, when you, like an accountant comes to you and they're like, they just, it's like mind blowing. And even for me, you know, we had uh, Joe Satriani in here the other day and he was awesome. And he was just like hearing him talk about how he makes music. I was just like, you're an alien. (laughs) You're a different kind of being than I am, which is, it's awesome. It's super cool. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't, it's, it just takes practice really, you know, I mean like anything. And you think even it's weird to practice, you know, something so of the moment, but yeah. you know, the more you do anything, the better you get at it, and the more comfortable and confident you feel. You sure, know? 
definitely. The um, the visual aspect of it too, you do a lot with that. Can you tell the fans about the, the you have the YouTube teaser and all the other stuff going on? Um, yeah, well, we 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 because you know because we do so many improvisational things. I'm such a um, like a like a video whore. Like I I love photography. I love you know like recording something or putting a laptop up and you know we did a whole video album actually that we've still not come out um that's just recorded via QuickTime on trains planes and automobiles and um and so there was all this footage and a friend of mine who's a really amazing documentarian uh, filmmaker kind of one day kind of stumbled upon all this and she was like this is a really beautiful doc like this is a story about a musical friendship and the interpretation of you know creative impetus and um so she's been editing it for a bit and i think um pretty much next fall it's going to come out um so it's like this little documentary about kind of what we've been doing that's um awesome. that's super cool yeah has the improvisational aspect like bled over into the other fields you work in like do you and I know part of it is probably, you know, like you go on a, a show, a movie, whatever, and there, some are more structured than others, but does that, has that helped you or changed the way you approach some of those things? Well, I think that they feed each other, and definitely when I become bolder as an actor and I, and I feel less, like, afraid to fail on camera, um, all of that is transmuted into everything else. You know, I'm afraid of... And I'm not as afraid of like you know getting in the line at the DMV and like you know or like paying like a six month old parking ticket. You know I feel like there's like you just sort of it emboldens you to be able to do things that terrify you, and in any in any in any way you know um, jumping off something, creating a song, you know uh, improvising within within a scene, you know working with Paul Thomas Anderson. I mean you're just like in every way, it definitely feeds all of it. Um, but definitely when I started doing more of the playing on a street corner people kind of know who I am maybe they don't you know they're watching something and maybe they're laughing or maybe they're crying or maybe they're ignoring it I mean that was definitely it's like doing play like you know you definitely get to interact with your audience far more than you do as an actor and so I think it definitely gave me um, more of a confidence to kind of shut out the world and keep creating no matter where I am which is I think really important as an actor because it's so easy to get kind of you know caught off and mm -hmm. someone's like moving a flag and you know all of a sudden there's like a brush in your face and and um, sometimes it's really hard to kind of, you know, get all of that out and still be like a raw, bleeding, you know, stumbling human, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely, if anything, it's helped me just stay human more amidst creating and less like ego driven. Sure. Uh, speaking of staying human, it's you, you do these, you know, being an actor in a big budget film like the Hunger Games stuff. I'm sure you do like all those uh, the crazy whirlwind press tours and media tours. That's got to be tough. But how does that? Because we often don't have folks come in here who are musicians and actors mm -hmm. that sort of give equal, equal time to both. So does like touring? How does how do those sort of you know affect you? You know, like I. To me, like the press tours, I feel terrible when any of it, we have our movies and they're traveling like all around the world for yeah. 30 days. It's like that's got to wear on you. It's insane. It's insane. But you know, it's um, you know, the older you get, the the better you get at sort of being self-protective. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that when I know I'm doing sort of whirlwind things like on a press tour, that's all I'm gonna do. You know, there's no need to sort of fit in you know, elements of other creation, you know what I mean, besides just taking photographs or something, which mm -hmm. allows me to have a little bit of, 
you know, like a creative end of the day, like, ah, oh, I'm still a human looking at the world, like it's a new, you know, beautiful thing. Yeah. And I'm not just a robot, like in one conference room into another. Um, so you just try to find ways to sort of protect yourself through that. But I don't know. I mean, if you love what you're talking about, and it's such a beautiful family with the Hunger Games mm -hmm. that, you know, those press tours, even though they were completely like physically debilitating, you know, your adrenaline and love are kind of very similar things. And so when you feel really like butterflies or you've been working for a 20-hour day, it's because you you love what you're doing, you know? And I mean, I guess I've never been put in the position where I had to do something that giant and I didn't love it. So I don't know what that sure. exchange is yet. but. Um, I've just been really lucky to just get to live off of pure like kind of passion and adrenaline and that just kind of leads you you know even if you're like haven't eaten and you're like you know it's like there's no sleep and you, yeah. know, you haven't taken a you're like oh my god like I'm gonna die like so many planes I've never sat so long in my life and then and then um, but it's just it's all for something that you really care about and then I mean to talk about just with acting and music and all these other things for me it's all storytelling so for me I can only really be creative in one aspect at a time mm. whereas it's easy for me to be a businesswoman in all of it at all the times you know like it's easy for me to sort of talk about film and talk about music and then plan like a tour and figure out marketing and figure out merch and then you know um, take meetings and talk about stuff with film and do interviews but it would be really hard for me to be um, creating a character whilst creating an album. They're yeah. both kind of the same thing. You know, you can only give birth to one thing at a time, you know, but you can kind of talk talk out of your ass for the rest of it, you know, it's like, that's kind of easy. <laughs> yes. Um, so you got a tour of Marvel. You, you came here. Thank you for coming brief by. Brief tour. Brief tour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, she did, you didn't get to see how comics are made. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, no we did? did. Yeah. yeah. How was that? Because from a creative standpoint, I mean, it's got to be pretty interesting to see how the... The sausage is made for a different medium. <laughs> well, I love that you shove like three creative geniuses into a small <laughs> cubicle, and then whatever comes out of that is basically what we see on the on the a page. So that, I kind of appreciate that. It's a brilliant pressure cooker. Yeah, totally. And it was like you know they can't really you know they have to they can't get away with a lot in there. I'm sure you know so it kind of forces them to create um, their best constantly, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it's rad. I mean, it's so beautiful. You can just see it's like people are here because they love it. You know, and that's doesn't matter if you're you know, making comics or making shoes. I mean, you can just feel it here in the offices. It's really, um, you know, people are stoked to be here and, and to show up at work, so that's always nice. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, they'll sneak you in because you have a lot of fans here, so we didn't want the, the crowd to, to oh. gather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could get weird. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen it get weird. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> um, if you had to choose, if you could choose a superpower, mm -hmm. anything, what would you choose? I mean, I've always said the same thing since I was like seven years old, is the ability to shrink or enlarge anything to my own, you know, want or desire <laughs> so that like I could feed the world with one piece of bread or I can shrink my body down into like the smallest thing and like explore like this carpet and it would be like going to the Andes, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it would be incredible. And then I could also just like enlarge myself and then like take a step and I'd be in Paris and I'd be like, oh, cool, easy done and then you just go back normal and then some days you need to be a little bit taller and I don't know yeah no no I, I, I actually think about that as a possible power often I'm like I, I travel a lot for work 
And I'm like, oh, I want to get off the plane. I wish I had my car. And so if I could shrink my car, put it in my pocket, yeah, and when I get easy. out of the airport, boom, got my car. I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, else. shrink all your friends. You're yeah. like, you guys ready? Come on, guys. Come on, let's go. My cats, <laughs> if I could bring my cats with me and like just let them like, and then, like, hang out on my desk. And them too much as you yeah. walk in, and you're kind of like, you know, like this Egyptian god with like giant cats <laughs> rolling out of the airport. It could yeah. be really amazing. Yeah, nobody would mess with me. <laughs> I'd, I'd be into that. Um, awesome. Very cool. Thank you for coming yeah, by. Thank you. Um, awesome. Where can fans find you online? Um, well, I am an Instagram addict, so I basically vomit a lot of um, creative photos and stuff on Instagram, but um, I guess just, you know, on Twitter as well, I don't know. There's um, my record company, which is therewasanoldwomanrecords.com. Um, what was it? Therewasanoldwomanrecords.com. Okay. You said that very quickly. Um, I know. Well, it's a long title, so I feel like I have to shove it in there. Um has information on the shoe and the band and um, like news and tour stuff and the album comes out like June 3rd so we're going to be playing more shows so around there rock and roll yeah awesome thank you yeah for sure thank you this is Marvel your universe <laughs>